0: Life Audio.
1: Faith Over Fear is brought to you by Life Audio and is part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith-affirming podcasts, visit us at lifeaudio.com.
2: Hello, and welcome to the Faith Over Fear podcast, where we attack our most pervasive fears with truth. Because life is too short for any of us to live enslaved. We are passionate about helping God's children live in freedom. We would love to chat with you online or on social media. Visit our show notes to learn how to connect with us. I'm Jennifer Slattery. And I'm Ava Pennington. And it's relatively easy to embrace a quote-unquote comfortable Christianity, one we can pick up on Sunday morning and then leave in the sanctuary once service ends. The problem is, while such a shallow and compartmentalized faith might appease our conscience temporarily, it lacks the power to save and transform, to give our souls what they most need and crave. Grabbing hold of the beyond expectations, joy and peace filled life that Jesus offers, it involves risk, surrender, releasing our stranglehold on all those things we think will fulfill and sustain us to actively and diligently pursue Christ as Lord and King. And that can feel terrifying because it means relinquishing control and following however Christ leads.
0: Following where Christ leads when we're not quite sure what that's going to look like um, is can be a little nerve wracking. And I have to confess, I tend to gravitate towards being more someone who likes to be in control and know where I'm going. I, I often joke that <clears throat> the, the um, Bible verse about God's word being a light to our a, a lamp to our feet and a light to our path makes me nervous because I want the floodlight to go <laughs> a mile down the road and, uh, you know, a light to my feet isn't enough. And I experienced that when we, when we first decided to move from New York to Florida, my husband proposed the move. And initially I was not open to it. I, I, didn't want to leave my established life there. I loved our home. I had a successful career as a senior executive in the international financial services industry. I was deeply involved in ministry in my church. Uh, but the idea, one of the goals of our move was that I would be able to leave the corporate world and enter ministry full-time in the form of writing and teaching, which I ultimately did. But I, at the time, I didn't know what that would look like. However, God did use that to draw me to him in ministry, in service, uh, writing. I've published several books, teaching. I teach a a large Bible study class, a denominational class. So God did use it to draw me into greater intimacy with him and service. And and of course, that service is, is a form of worship. So, I didn't know what it would look like at the time, but I'm so glad I followed. That's a beautiful story.
2: And it just reminds me whenever God calls us to something, He's ultimately calling us to himself and like you said to a deeper sense of worship and intimacy with him. In Matthew chapter 2, scripture tells us about a time when maybe 2 years after Christ's birth, magi or wise men, they saw a star in the sky and this told them that the prophesied king of the Jews had been born. So they followed the star, traveling somewhere from the east to Jerusalem, which was ancient Israel's capital city, and that was where they assumed they would find the nation's king. Well, once there, They asked, quote, where is the one who had been born king of the Jews? When Herod, the king who was ruling in ancient Israel at that time, heard about their inquiry, he became deeply troubled. And he called together all the religious leaders to learn where this prophesied Messiah was to be born. And they replied with a quote from Micah. Then Herod called the Magi to him to find out precisely when they had first seen
0: the star. And picking up with verse eight, we read that. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and of incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. And, you know, we don't
2: know where... These Magi came from, but commentators they suggest they might have traveled from modern day Iran, and suggesting that the Jews who had been captured in what's often referred to as the Babylonian captivity had told about the prophecies concerning the Messiah, and so they might have traveled maybe sixteen hundred miles to see this prophesied king.
0: And I, I sometimes I put myself in in their place, and I wonder. What did they expect to find? You know, did they expect to find this baby, okay, this or or a child born uh, the king, as they said, born the king of the Jews, but you would think they would have expected to find him in a place very different from where they did find him. And so sometimes I expect to find God working in my life or um, appearing in ways that he doesn't, you know, he will work in a different way or appear in a different way. And there are times when I can be fearful and think, ah, okay, I've seen God do it before, but what if he does it again? What if he shows up in a way I'm not expecting and, and I'm not hoping for? So it, there's some fear there, at least for me. Yeah, I
2: can imagine. And I and I wonder on their journey as well. So they're from a different nation. And they're basically pursuing this this king of the Jews. And, And according to historians, so there's a Roman historian, I don't know how to say his name, but Suetonius. And he wrote shortly after Christ's birth that, quote, there had spread over all the Orient an old and established belief that it was fated at that time for men coming from Judea to rule the world. And Tacitus, another historian from around that time, he wrote, quote, there was a firm persuasion. That at this very time, the East was to grow powerful, and rulers coming from Judea were to acquire a universal empire. And that I find it significant that not only they traveled a great distance, and they traveled a great distance to worship another nation's king and a king of, quote, the Jews, which at that time, Jews were kind of despised and dishonored, in part because of their success, but also because they were viewed to, quote, David Guzik, a troublesome and conquered race. And I wonder, so it took, it seems a lot of humility for them to make that journey. And I think also, I wonder if every step of the way, 1600 miles is a long way to travel in faith. And, and from what I see in scripture, it doesn't appear that anybody
0: else saw this star. Yeah. I I wondered about that. I, I recently taught on this passage and I thought, gee, did did anybody else see this or did they see something and just marvel and go on their way?
2: And that took a lot of faith. Like I, if it had been me, I would have maybe wrestled with feeling like a fool. Like I'm embarking on this journey and is something going to be there when I arrive and will it actually be good? Will it be worth the 1600 mile travel once I get there?
0: And, keeping in mind that not only were the Jews despied, despised by the nations around them, but in turn, the Jews despised the nations, right? They they felt superior, even though they were conquered, um, they still had a sense of superiority. And so, you know, there's that dislike or distrust on both sides. So for the Magi to come all this way, to a people they didn't really have general cultural respect for, and knowing that they wouldn't necessarily be welcomed.
2: You know, and I I think we see, I love how you mentioned that, because we see God's heart for all people, that the gospel is for all people. And I find it interesting... So God spoke to them in a way that they understood.
0: And I love how then and now, he overrides our fears and our distrust and our concerns about crossing cultural lines and dealing mm-hmm. with you know people who are not like us in, in whatever sense that mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is constantly at work to draw people not just to himself, but to draw people to each other.
2: you know, I, I find it significant that we don't really read of anyone else coming to worship Jesus and considering. So we know, like when we read through the scriptural account, we know that God revealed Jesus through angels to a group of shepherds. And then they quote, spread the word about him. And then when he was probably about eight days old, Mary and Joseph took him to a temple, to the temple to be circumcised. And there they encountered two prophets and who rejoiced over Christ so it seems to me that it's likely word had spread and yet we hear of these men from a far distant country coming and we don't really see obviously we don't see Herod coming to worship him and we don't see much of a stir in the land prior
0: and today God may or may not be calling us to give him costly resources but I think sometimes he's just calling us to give him our time and that can be costly. We, we're all so busy uh, and giving our time could be something as simple as I just need to make sure I'm being intentional about spending daily quiet time with the Lord. And, um, you know, we could believe the lie that, oh, I, I'm t- too busy to do that. And the truth is we're too busy not to.
2: Absolutely. The other thing, and as we grow in intimacy with Christ, as we pursue, like if he leads us in this one step and we follow the next step, we become better able to hear his voice, to discern his will. And that was something that struck me with the Magi as well. It it appears that at every step they responded obediently to God. So pursuing Christ in the first place. And then scripture tells us that God warned them in a dream not to return to Herod and they obeyed. And so every time we obey, it does increase our intimacy with Christ and our ability to hear him.
0: And to obey once makes it easier to obey again and again and again. It's, it's, Um, I I don't mean to sound unspiritual, but often it's it's the basic premise of forming a new habit, right? You don't form a habit with one action. You form it with an action followed by another action by another action until it becomes second nature. And the more we obey, the easier it is to continue to obey.
2: Amen. Well, that's a great place to end. Just to, to recap. We can trust God is our faithful guide. We can trust that he will lead us towards his very best for us. And while God's leading it might be costly, but it it leads to greater intimacy with him, our greatest prize. So, thank you for listening everyone. I hope today just encourage you as you enter the holiday season, however God is calling you to pursue him and to worship him. That that this gives you the confidence and the courage to do so knowing that he will be good and he will lead you to himself who is good. If you haven't already done so, I would encourage you to subscribe to this podcast. Then you won't miss a single episode and make sure to share it with your friends. It greatly encourages us. If you rate it, that also helps others to find it. And until next time, may you live as one who truly has been set free.
1: Hey everyone, thanks for listening to Faith Over Fear, a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed what you heard today, we'd love for you to head over to your favorite podcast app and leave us a review. To learn more about Jennifer Slattery, or to check out any of the resources she mentioned in this episode, just head over to her website, jenniferslatterylivesoutloud.com, or check out our show notes. This episode was produced by Kelly Givens and edited by Stephen Sanders. A special thanks to our executive producer, Stephen McGarvey. For more Faith Toolkit podcasts like this, just head over to lifeaudio.com. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone and even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hard-working pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the story behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com.